This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 73. This episode of the Shameless Mom Academy is sponsored by Ava, the first ever adaptive eating program. Ava helps you and your family learn about nutrition and how to live a healthier lifestyle. Track what you eat by snapping a picture with your phone, ask Ava any nutrition question, and get personalized meal recommendations. You can try it now for free by texting SHAMELESS to 48799. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Hello, shameless moms. Happy November. I'm so excited that it's November because it's my birthday month. There's actually a lot of fun things about November. I'm going to talk about that in a second, but first I have to tell you how awesome it is to sit down to record your podcast and you can't figure out why when you go to record, no sound is working. I love technology. Love it. I mean, I actually don't even print I refuse to learn how to use our printer and our scanner because I don't even want to be responsible for that mess because when do printers and scanners actually ever work? They don't. I'm like, we don't have one. I don't use them. My husband uses them, but I just tell people we don't have them because I can't even deal with it. So anyways, I sat down to record today and the microphone's not working. I can't figure out why. And then I realized after trying many things and toggling around on different controls on my computer, I realized that the microphone is not turned on. At first I was laughing because my first inclination was like, how the hell did Vinny get up here and start messing with my microphone? And then I realized I did it myself last Friday. When I recorded, I set up my mic a little bit differently. Cause if you recall, I thought I broke my foot last Friday. And so I had to move my microphone. And I think in the process of moving it around and taking it in and out of its normal little 
I have it on this, I don't even know what it's called. I have it on this little springy thing so I don't have to hold it all the time. It's in a little stand that I can maneuver all around my desk. So I had taken it out of that and I think in the process of putting it back in, I turned the mic off. So I think it was actually my fault. It wasn't Vinny's fault. But you know, it's always good to blame things on a four-year-old because chances are like 99% of the time it's the four-year-old's fault. So I mean, it's usually a safe bet. So, okay. So super happy I got the mic working so I could actually record because let me tell you, I would have totally had a hissy fit if that did not work out. And I would have been freaking out about having to do this over the weekend because (laughs) as we know, I tend to leave my recordings until Friday afternoon. So I don't have a lot of extra time for things not working. So, okay. November, my birthday month. I think that for your birthday, you should do whatever the heck you want. And I don't think you should wait around for people to do stuff for you. That's not to say that it's not really sweet and wonderful and nice if people do decide to do things for you. But I also think that you should create the experiences that you want for yourself by yourself. So like, if you want to have a certain experience for your birthday, go out and create it. Don't like just hope some other people create it and then sit and wait and then be disappointed and then be cranky and then like have a pity party because, Oh, like, what was me? No one planned anything for me and no one's taking me out. No one's doing this, that or the other thing. Like, did anyone know you wanted to go out? Did you tell people, did you say like, Hey, how about this night? Hey, how I, I would love to check out this restaurant. Like any of those things. So you have to take some ownership for your happiness. I firmly believe. I also think you get to a certain age, <clears throat> 41 for me, and you get to a certain age and you're like, I know what experience I want to have. So I like, sure. It's great if someone else plans something, but I also know exactly what I want the experience to be myself in many cases. So I'm just going to plan that for myself. Cause then it's like, it's a guaranteed win rather than being disappointed in an experience that maybe someone else would plan. And not that someone else would plan something that would be necessarily disappointing, but it might not be exactly what you had in mind or whatever. So like create the experiences that you want. And then if other things happen, like that's great icing on the cake, right? So here's what I've created for myself so far in November. And you can steal any of these and celebrate in the exact same way if you want. So first and foremost, this weekend, I'm going to go see the head and the heart. So that's tomorrow night. If you're not familiar with the head and the heart, oh, so love them. The first time I saw them, they were this little busker band at a music festival that I went to. They like weren't even on a stage. They were just like playing in the dirt in the back of a park. And they were so amazing. And my husband and I kind of fell in love with them then. And now we've kind of followed them as they've gotten to be big and huge and even more amazing. So I'm excited to go see them. So we're doing that. And then we're going to see Nico Case next week. That's going to be exciting. Nico Case is from Tacoma. So we're going to Tacoma to see her. And then on, what? Else? oh, oh my gosh, I skipped over like the most important thing. Right before we go to see Nico Case, we're going to be welcoming our first female president. Yes, that is for my birthday, just so that you all know. You're welcome. I'm going to share that one with all of you. So on Tuesday, we will be celebrating the presidency of Hillary Clinton. Can't wait for that. And if that doesn't happen, there's a good chance that I'm leaving podcasting and the country and the world. I know that sounds dramatic, but if anything other than Hillary Clinton happens, it's all going to be real dramatic. So, so there's that. So we we can all share that celebration together. And then I have, Oh, this is also next week. Don't laugh. And if you want to celebrate with me and not tell anyone, it can totally be our little secret, but we will be starting the next season of Vanderpump rules. So that's, I think it starts on Monday. So that is for my birthday as well. 
something that I'll celebrate by myself in secret for my husband. So he's not making fun of me because he's not a big Bravo fan. He's actually the opposite of a Bravo fan and meaning that he makes fun of everything on Bravo. And then after next week, we have a trip to Arizona coming up this month. So I'm very excited about that. We'll be going to see some family and spending some time in the sun. So that will be really fun. Vinny will get to see one of his cousins. So he's super pumped about that. I also have a girl's dinner. So I said to this group of moms that I'm close with, I said, hey, let's all get together. Usually we, our families get together. So I was like, let's get together just the moms and leave the, the boy. We have like nine boys and one little girl in this group of friends. Crazy, right? I'm like, let's leave all the boys and the one little girl at home. We love her. We love them all. But like, let's leave them all at home and go to dinner, just the moms. So I planned that. And one of the moms was kind enough to do some planning on that for that as well. So that's very exciting. And then my husband and I have a date night plan for a new restaurant that opened near our house recently. I think that might be all the birthday things I have. Oh, and I have a spa day. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. I booked a spa day with my longest friend. We've been friends since like the second grade, but we knew each other in preschool. So many, many years of friendship there. I think that's all I have planned so far. I'm hoping to connect with a few more girlfriends before the end of the month and not necessarily like not all these things are going to be woohoo, happy birthday to me, but it's just a month of like, I'm going to do a whole bunch of things that I want to do. And having it be my birthday month makes it a really great excuse to be like, yeah, I'm going to do this because it's my birth. It's right around my birthday, right? <laughs> it's an easy way for me to get the husband on board with things. He's generally really good about that stuff, but if I can make it be about my birthday, I think he'll even be more into it. So so those are all the things I'm doing for my birthday so far. I would love to know what you do for your birthday. If you steal any of my birthday ideas, let me know. So I hope that as we get closer to my birthday, I'll probably tell you more about it and more about what I'm doing to celebrate and how that's all going. Because I think that we should own our birthday experiences. And last year for my 40th birthday, I actually planned, I wanted to get a group of girlfriends together and go wine tasting. So I surveyed the friends and like found out who was free when. And then I was like, okay, so here's when most people can come. Let's do it this weekend. I booked a house. I flew one of my girlfriends out. Everyone else was local. And I kind of just did it. I was like, I'm not going to wait around for someone to plan my 40th birthday. This is what I want. And I'm going to do it. And then I said to one of my girlfriends who makes an amazing chocolate cake. And I was like, can you please be the, be the cake person? And like, I gave people tasks. So there's nothing like the bossy redhead planning her own birthday party. Right. And then there was other little things throughout the weekend. I was like, you guys can't bring presents. Okay. And then of course, like they all brought presents and I was all upset about it. It was super fun. They had like themed wine themed gifts, which was really fun. So they didn't let me totally control everything. So, and I was very excited and impressed by uh, all the thoughtfulness behind it. So again, even last year, I like planned all my own stuff for my birthday. So when it comes to planning, I'm a big fan. And so I like to plan my birthday. I like to plan events for myself. I like to kind of plan, like, I think that like you plan your own joy and satisfaction in life. And I've talked a lot about that in terms of like creating happiness boosters and creating joy in 10 minutes or less a day. And all these little tips that I've given in recent months about like how you can create your own best life experiences, I think are super, super important. So today, what I want to talk about for our main part of the episode is I want to talk about creating your own life experiences around food. And I'm going to talk about that really specific to this time of year. So we're coming right out of Halloween and we're rapidly approaching Thanksgiving and then Christmas. So this is the time of year when I feel like people in my gym start getting a little bit panicky. So for those of you who don't know, I own a gym in Seattle. I work, it's like 97% female. So I work with lots and lots of females. We do transformation programs throughout the year where people sign up for usually a four week program, sometimes a little longer, sometimes a little shorter. And in those programs, 
we focus on nutrition, we focus on exercise, we focus on mindset. A lot of it is about mindset because I firmly, firmly believe that if your head is not in the right place, you will really struggle to consistently make positive choices for yourself regarding nutrition and regarding exercise. So I think that the mindset piece is huge and we talk a lot about that. But what I want to give you guys today is something that I give all of these transformation clients when they first start. So usually people come in feeling a little bit nervous about making nutrition changes. And when, you know, when people have a, a membership with us, they come in for their exercise and they're told what to do. They come into our classes, someone tells them what to do. The trainers take good care of them and they don't have to really think about it. But what they do have to do is go home for the other 23 hours a day and they have to think about the food piece. And this time of year that can create a lot of stress and anxiety because you're kind of sandwiched between holidays and it keeps going like you're sandwiched between multiple holidays. So it starts with Halloween and people are like, Oh, I need to rein it in. Like I overdid it on Halloween and I need to rein it in before Thanksgiving. And then we overdo it on Thanksgiving. And then we think, Oh, I have to rein it in before Christmas. But then there's a bunch of events and that usually doesn't happen. And then after Christmas, we're like, I got to rein it in again, but Oh wait, there's like new year's. And so I'll just wait till after new year's and then I'll rein it all in. And then you get to new year's and it's been this two month process of like feeling bad about yourself because you told yourself you were going to rein it in and you never did. So I want to really help you get out of that mindset by managing nutrition in a more positive way. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit today. And I'm going to go through 12 steps. These are 12 tools that I give all my transformation clients at my gym. Most of them sign up for weight loss with me. So I'm going to give these to you in the way that I give them to them, keeping in mind, most of them sign up for weight loss, but these are totally applicable. If you just want to have more energy in your day, if you just want to use food for fuel more than just mindlessly feeding yourself. So there's a difference between fueling and feeding. So fueling is when you actually use food to like give you energy and help you be, you know, strong in your workouts and help you recover from your workouts and help you regulate your blood sugar throughout the day, rather than making food choices where you might crash throughout the day. There's that that's fueling. And then there's feeding where feeding is more like, I'm so hungry. Just give me anything that's like happens to do with an arm's reach or Another example of feeding would be like mindlessly eating something in front of the TV, not noticing the quantity. Another example would be not paying any attention to how something makes you feel. So just eating crap food because it's convenient and not noticing that like, oh man, every time I eat that kind of stuff, I'm really tired afterwards. I feel really sluggish. I get like a brain fog, those kinds of things. So there's a big difference between feeding and fueling yourself. And so one of the best things that you can do is start noticing how food impacts you and how it affects you. And that can take a really long time because if you've been someone who's eaten mindlessly for the better part of your life, it is really hard to start eating mindfully. But some of these practices I'm going to talk about today will help you with that. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like 
a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So before we get started on my 12 things here, I want to say one of the reasons I wanted to do this as an episode today is because you might notice we have our sponsor Ava right now. So Ava is honestly the first sponsor that I have felt comfortable having on this show. I'm actually super excited. So you've heard me in the last few episodes say that today's episode is sponsored by Ava. So Ava is this really cool new service that you can use. It's all via text where you're texting with a team of nutritionists and artificial intelligence software. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about Ava throughout the episode today, just to give you an idea of how you can use this service while you're doing some of these things. But I thought that it was just important that I mention Ava because I think that Ava is a super, super valuable tool while you're implementing all 12 of these things. And I think it would be very helpful to you. And if you haven't already heard me say it, a million times right now. If you want to use Ava for free, we have a special promotion with the Shameless Mom Academy. So you can just text 48799, text shameless to that number. So text shameless to 48799. And then you can go ahead and get started with a free membership with Ava. And what that allows you to do is it allows you to start using the service and just see like, how does it work? What can Ava help you with? And you can get a ton of information just in using the free service. So right now it's all free for us like indefinitely, the program will, I think in the new year, they're going to start charging for it. But right now it's totally free. So like, get on board and see what you like, because you could just get a ton of value for it while it's a completely free product. So okay, I'll talk more about how you can use that throughout this. But I wanted to mention that because 
I have not accepted other sponsors and I have had a number of offers. And so far I've just been like, no, that's not a good fit. I don't think so. I'm not talking about that. I don't even know if I support that. Like, and this was the first thing where I was like, yes, totally. I'm totally on board with this. I think food tracking is super important. I think that food accountability is so helpful to help us create new habits and sustain them over the long haul. And I also love the way Eva gives you quick feedback because it's all via text. So you're getting this really quick feedback that's super helpful. And also Ava gives you prompts that make you think even further down the road, like a little bit beyond your question, which is really helpful as well. Okay. So here are some things to start focusing on when you want to look at fueling your body and starting to make some different and better choices around food. So, okay. Number one, pro pro protein and produce. You want protein and produce to make up most, if not all of your meals and snacks. So think about when you fill a bowl or fill a plate, if most of that is protein and produce, you can almost have it. You can, in many cases, have it like in unlimited quantities. You don't need to be super mindful of serving sizes when it comes to protein and produce, because protein is super important for filling you up. And produce is so high nutrient value that you want as much as possible. Like no one's ever going to say like, oh, please don't eat so many carrots. I mean, occasionally you will find like the diehard, I don't know, like paleo person or like low carb person who has like this thing about like some vegetables have so many carbs. Like I'm telling you, that's not the fish you need to be frying right now. <laughs> so people are like, well, should I be eating starchy carbs like corn and peas? You know what? If it means you're eating more vegetables, yes. So if you already eat a ton of vegetables and you want to just increase the quality of your vegetables, then maybe you could take out some of the starchier the things if that's in line with your goals. But for 95% of the population, eat the vegetables. I don't care if they're starchy vegetables. <laughs> so when you hear people saying some super hardcore paleo people will say things like about, you know, sugar and vegetables and blah, 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 or sugar and fruit. No, like eat the fruit. You could have like three to five servings of fruit every day. And you could have like five to 15 servings of vegetables a day most of you probably struggle getting in five, right? So don't be scared of produce and getting it in in many different ways. If you want my, I have a really great article that talks about how you can get in tons of different kinds of produce in place of crappy carbs. So you can replace noodles and replace rice and different, I have a ton of different ideas on how you can do that. If you email me at info at shamelessmom.com, which by the way, info is me. So info at shamelessmom.com comes directly to my inbox. I will send you a link to an article that's all about how to use fruit and vegetables for volume eating. And the concept of volume eating is like being able to eat as many fruits and vegetables as possible rather than filling your plate with things that are low nutrient, high calorie. So the great thing about fruits and vegetables is that you can have higher quantities because the quality is so high that you get it's low calorie for very high quality nutrient dense foods. So that's my first tip, eat protein and produce. Okay. Second tip is volume eating. Volume eating is super important. When people think about being restrictive about food, that's where we start getting in trouble. So when we're like, well, I'm just going to have like three bites of this and two bites of this and one bite of that. And then I'm just going to be hungry all day and really bitchy until I get to eat my next meal, which is like two bites of this and three bites of this and one bite of this. When we start doing these tiny little micro portions of things on a deprivation based model, that is like no fun for anyone. So what I love about the concept of volume eating is that you can eat a lot of food and like fill your plate and sit down and eat for like a full 15, 20 minutes or so, rather than having like three bites and being like, I am not satisfied. I am not full. And I just want to keep eating or I want to eat more, or I want to like go raid my uh, pantry right now. So if you want, again, if you want more information on volume eating, just email me at Sarah at shamelessmom.com and I can go ahead and send over 
that article on volume eating. It's really helpful and gives some specific recipes and some really specific tips. Okay, next up, we have breakfast. Breakfast is so important. You should be getting 20 to 30 grams of protein at breakfast. So starting your day with this big dose of protein is key for managing cravings and blood sugar levels all day long, even in the evening. So if you're someone who has a really hard time with sugar cravings in the afternoon or evening, it could be you're not getting enough protein for breakfast. So getting in 20 to 30 grams of protein at breakfast is super important. Some ideas for that would be to get in three eggs or have a protein smoothie. So I love Vega, V-E-G-A, protein. I have no affiliation with them. I just like them. And it's a vegan, Vinny can't do a whole lot of dairy. So we do that at our house because it's a vegan option. If you aren't vegan, if you can do dairy just fine, show me the whey protein, which Whole Foods has is a great one. I think you can also get it online and it's a high quality one. You just want to look in protein. You don't want to have soy protein isolate. So that would be in a protein bar or in protein smoothies. You also don't want to have sucralose, which is the same as Splenda. Stevia is okay, but no sucralose. And then another high protein breakfast option would be cottage cheese and fruit or cottage cheese and whatever you want to put in it. I love cottage cheese and peas. Raise your hand if you've ever had cottage cheese and peas. You're either gagging right now or you're like, oh my God, so brilliant. I'm telling you, it's so good. I also like cottage cheese and corn. My older roommates, actually like every roommate I've ever had, thought I was totally disgusting for this. So I'm thinking back to like, I was going to say my old roommates, Natalie and Kevin thought this was gross, but then I'm thinking back to like everyone I lived with before that for like my entire life. They all thought it was disgusting. I think it's so good though. I love cottage cheese and vegetables. So I don't get the whole cottage cheese and fruit thing. It's not my jam. Other options, plain Greek yogurt. So get the plain kind, no added sugar, and then you can add in your own flavoring. So you end up putting in a lot less sugar than if you were to get like the pre-made strawberry or the pre-made, the honey flavor or whatever. Like I know those all taste really good, but get the plain Greek yogurt because Greek yogurt has more protein. And then if you get the plain, it's lower in sugar. So you get high protein, low sugar, and then you can add in a little bit of either fruit, which would be naturally occurring sugar, or you can add in a little bit of honey or maple syrup, which doesn't give you big blood sugar spikes because it's not as simple of a carb as those syrups that they put generally put in those in, in yogurt. So next would be sprouted grain or Ezekiel brand, the Ezekiel line of the way of life brand toast or English muffin. So sprouted grain toasts and English muffins often have like eight to 12 grams of protein per slice or per serving. So that's a great way to get, if you are a toast kind of a person, that's a great way to get in some really high quality carbs in addition to getting a protein in the morning. Also nut butters. So adding nut butters to your sprouted grain toast would be great. And then meat. So Meat from breakfast can be your obvious like bacon, sausage, those kind of breakfast meats. And by the way, like I'm not concerned about you having fatty breakfast meats at all. Like if if it's an animal meat, then that is a naturally occurring fat. That's not like the same as like processed food fat, which is a totally different kind of fat. And that's crap fat. So, so know the difference between like meat fat is real fat and crap fat or processed food fat is crap fat. Okay. Did everyone catch that? That was kind of a mouthful. So it can be those breakfast meats. Meat could also be like leftover chicken from the night before. Or I know this woman who used to like every morning, she, I worked at the gym with her. She would have salmon and broccoli for breakfast every morning. Like I cannot eat salmon and broccoli at 6 a.m. It is just not in me. But some people totally can. And if you can, like totally go for it. There's nothing to say that breakfast needs to be like a full carb meal. It can have carbs. Breakfast is a great time to get in those high quality carbs. But in terms of like our traditional breakfast foods, like a bowl of cereal, like that is just the lowest quality meal to kick off your day with possible. 
I mean, aside from like a candy bar, like there's actually very little difference between most cereals and literally eating a candy bar. So honestly, like a Snickers probably has a better macro makeup in terms of protein, fat, and carbs than most cereals do. So there's that. <laughs> so if you want to do some label reading on that, like look at the protein, fat, and, sh- and carbs in a Snickers bar versus like a bowl of like Honey Nut Cheerios. I'm telling you, send me a screenshot. Now I'm actually really curious about this. I should have researched this. I'll do some research after this. Okay. So next would be living between two and four. So I want you to imagine a continuum. If you're sitting somewhere where you can write, you can even write this out. So make a continuum and number it from one to five. And so at the very far end where you have your one, you're going to have some words like ravenous, cranky. I want to eat everything, feel out of control. I feel irrational. And you might even be like headachey. You might feel a little bit nauseous. Next to number two on your continuum, you want to say hungry, but able to make rational food choices. Number three, right in the middle of your continuum, you're going to have content, not hungry, not full, feeling reasonably energized and focused. Number four on your continuum would be satisfied, 80% full, could eat more, but don't need to, comfortably full, alert and energized. Number five on the other far end of your continuum is going to be stuffed, uncomfortable, tired, possibly feeling guilty or remorseful, wish you stopped eating sooner. So this is an eating continuum. So I want you to consider where I just, everything I just said on there, if you wrote it down, look at it visually, which can be super helpful. If you didn't write it down and you think this pertains to you, definitely go back and do this where you can write it down and look at it because it's super powerful. So then I want you to think about when you eat, when you go from breakfast to lunch, what do you do? So like when it's time, when you eat breakfast, how full do you get? And then how hungry are you when you eat lunch? Most people don't eat lunch until they get to a one. They're crashing, they're ravenous, they're cranky, they're hungry, they might have a headache, they might feel irrational, right? This happens a lot. Like either you're super busy because you've been home with the kids and you just haven't gotten around to eating lunch in time or you didn't have a snack or you're at work and you just keep thinking like, I'm gonna do one more thing. I'm gonna do one more thing before I eat lunch. And then all of a sudden it's like two o'clock and you're starving out of your mind. So when we get to that point, when we get to that one, what we do is we don't always make the best food choices to fuel us. And then in addition to that, we eat really fast and we don't notice any satiation cues or fullness cues. So we eat really fast and then we don't stop until we're like, we don't even realize that we're full until we're already overly full. And then we go sit down and try to do more work and we're exhausted. Or you go like, then it's like nap time for your kids. And you're like, Oh, I'm just going to like do a bunch of things around the house while my kids napping. And then you're like, Oh my God, I can't even do anything because I'm so tired. I have to take a nap at the same time. Now, sometimes maybe you've been up all night with your child and like taking a nap at the same time as your child totally makes sense. But it also could be that you have gone from this big, you might've had like this big, huge insulin response where your body has gone from so hungry to overeating. So you've had this big crash a big spike. And now you're crashing again because you over spiked it. You overdid it. And so your body is now having to recover from overdoing it. And so that's where you get that feeling of like, Oh my gosh, I just want to take a nap. I'm so tired. Like things are, your body is definitely out of whack and out of rhythm in terms of what's going on with your blood sugar and what's going on with your body's ability to regulate it because you've overdone it. So instead of eating between one and five, and then oftentimes when we do that, we're like, oh, I'm not going to eat dinner till really late. So I've got so full at lunch. I'm not going to eat dinner till really late until I get really hungry again. So we do the exact same thing at dinner time. Like we don't eat until we're starving again. And then we overeat again. And then we often go to bed that way. And we go to bed feeling full, having just overeaten again for the second or third time in the day. So if you could shrink your continuum a little, and I call it living between two and four. So if you could live between two and four, 
that is where you will fuel yourself much better. Because what happens is when you eat, when you're at a two instead of a one, you eat before you get to that cranky, ravenous, irrational place. So when you go to make a choice about food, you're like, oh, I'm kind of hungry, but I'm not like crazy hungry. So I'm going to have this, you know, these couple things here. And then I'll see how I feel. And then you eat those few things and you're like, oh, okay, I'm pretty good. Or maybe you don't even finish all those things. You're like, actually, I'm paying attention now as I'm eating because I wasn't so hungry that I just shoveled it all in. So now I'm paying attention and I'm able to stop myself when I get to a four on that continuum. Maybe it'll stop when I'm satisfied, when I'm 80% full, when I could eat more, but I don't need to. And then you can stop yourself and say, you know what? I'm not super, super full but I know that I get to eat again in a few hours. So I don't need to be super, super full. Like you can make that rational choice because you're not coming from a place of just having been starving, right? You're actually like, you're not having that, like that pre-evolution or not pre-evolution, but that evolutionary response of like, of coming from a place of being starving and eating because you don't know when you're eating so much because you don't know when you're going to be able to eat again. So you have to really consider how can you live more between two and four so that you eat before you're starving and you stop before you're stuffed. So I'm going to say that again eat before you're starving, stop before you're stuffed. Super, super important. That's actually like one of the biggest takeaways for a lot of my weight loss clients is learning to eat before they're too hungry and then stopping themselves before they're too full. So that's a big one. Okay. Next we're number five here eating to 80%. So this is very much in line with what we just talked about eating between two and four, stop yourself before you're totally full. So eat to satisfaction, but don't eat more than you need. It takes a lot of practice to do that. And you actually have to slow yourself down to recognize the cues of yourself getting full. So if you eat really fast, if you eat in like three to five minutes, which is very common for moms, because often we're eating in chaos. I mean, this also might be true if you have like a very hectic, stressful job. But I just noticed like with me, I started eating so much faster after Vinny was born because I had these tiny little windows. And I don't know if I've shared that like two different times when Vinny was a baby, I threw up in the kitchen sink because I'd eaten so fast. And the second time my husband was in the kitchen and he was like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I was like, I know I have a problem. <laughs> like, and, and it was like this crazy response that I had. Like I had eaten so full because I was like, oh my gosh, I only have three minutes and then I'm going to need to nurse and I just have to hurry. And I just barfed it right back up because I like literally did not even chew my food before swallowing it. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. 
When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask-Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. So slowing yourself down, putting your fork down between bites, which is a huge test. Like how often do you put your fork down? Just check that next time you're at a meal. Um, How often do you like consciously say, I'm going to stop eating for a minute and like ask someone a question or say something at the dinner table rather than just like shoveling it in. And rather than like always, when you have one bite of food in your mouth, you're always preparing the next bite. Is that you? Or are you actually putting your fork down and like sitting there and having an experience with your family or with whoever you're eating with? Okay. So number six is going to be know your satisfaction factors. Go back and listen to the episode with Jill Coleman. I will link to it in the show notes here. So if you come over to shamelessmom.com and look, find us here, episode 73, I will have the link to the Jill Coleman episode. And so Jill Coleman did a great episode on how to eat every damn day. And she talks about satisfaction factors. And this is something that I use all the time. With satisfaction factors, you have to know what are the things you need for a meal to be satisfying. So no matter what, how I'm eating, I can eat salad every single day as long as it has protein, fat, salt, and crunch. Those are my satisfaction factors. So yours might be totally different, but I look at that when I'm looking at how am I going to eat in a way that really fuels me in a way that I enjoy long-term. So I'm not going to just have like salads with like, I would never do this, salad with spinach and raw almonds and carrots. So I need protein, fat, salt, and crunch. As long as a salad has that, I can eat any kind of salad that doesn't have protein, that it has some fat with the almonds, it doesn't have salt and it has some crunch with almonds, but I'm missing those two really important pieces. I have to have some salt. So like, yes, I know it's important to have raw nuts, but on a salad, I put roasted salted nuts because I want some salt. So that's just my thing. It's better that I do that than I eat a bag of chips every day, right? So (laughs) that's the trade-off for me. So you have to find those trade-offs for yourself and find like, how can you make healthy foods rewarding for you? So it's oftentimes people are like, well, I don't like salad. Well, it's probably because you just don't put things in it that are really satisfying to you. Or people are like, I don't like vegetables. Well, it might just be because you're not preparing them in a way that is satisfying to you. So like for me in a salad, I like raw vegetables, but I'm not someone who just sits down with like a bag of baby carrots and raw broccoli. Not at all, but give me some roasted salted vegetables all in. Like I could eat roasted vegetables all day long and I can eat pretty much any vegetable I can eat roasted. That's not the case with raw vegetables, like raw cauliflower. I will gag all over you right now roasted cauliflower, I will eat every single bit of a whole entire head of cauliflower if it's roasted. So there's a huge difference between preparation and in knowing what your satisfaction factors are. That's a really big deal. Okay. Next we have only eat the things that you enjoy, but be open to trying new things. So when you're looking at eating things that fuel you choose things that you enjoy, like eating things that fuel you doesn't mean 
that you have to just eat, like I said, like baby carrots and spinach all the time. Like you can have things that you enjoy. So identify what are the healthy foods that you enjoy? What are the preparations that you enjoy with those foods? And so then have those things, work them in on a very regular basis and crowd out. This isn't, you know, I don't have this one in there, but this is a big one. Crowd out instead of the deprivation model, you want to be going with the crowded out model. So by eating things that you truly enjoy, you're crowding out and that are healthy, you're crowding out some of your other habits. So identify those things that you really enjoy, write down like one or two breakfast options, two or three lunch options, two or three dinner options, and then just rotate that for like a few weeks. You can do that. I'm not saying that you need to do that all the time, but for some people they get really caught up and like, I don't want to know what to eat every day eat like almost the same thing every day. That's totally okay. Find a few things that you enjoy and just start there. And then you can incorporate new things as you go. So only eat things that you enjoy, but be open to trying new things as well. So do challenge yourself to eat new things here and there, because if you don't do that, you will totally burn out on the things you originally enjoyed and you will end up feeling like you're back in a place of deprivation, which never works. So you always have to be adding in a few new things here and there. One of the best places to get new recipes that are so good and super simple, skinnytaste.com. So I will add that into our show notes as well over at shamelessmom.com episode 73. If you head over to shamelessmom.com, um, find episode 73 and I will make sure I have a link to skinny taste on there. There's lots of simple recipes that are high quality, easy, and like very reasonable calories, reasonable protein, carbs, fat, all that. So you can check that out. Okay. So before we go to our last four tips here for fueling yourself with food and getting food on track before we get into the craziness of Thanksgiving and Christmas, I want to just give you a couple more little tidbits about Ava. Okay, two really cool things. So I've already told you with Ava, you can just text in a photo of what you eat and then Ava will add it to your private food journal. Like it's your online journal that Ava keeps for you. So it's very much like what you would normally enter in my fitness pal if you've used my fitness pal or any sort of online food journal, except for the, instead of having to enter in 18 little components of a big ass salad, you can just take a picture and be like, here's my salad. So I did this recently. I sent a picture of my big ass salad to Ava and I said, can you tell me the macros in my lunch? And then Ava, okay, first of all, I thought there's no way she's going to get all this stuff in my salad. And she totally nailed it. Spinach, sausage, pine nuts, feta. It was actually goat cheese, but they have very similar in terms of what the calorie fat all that would be onions, balsamic vinaigrette. So she totally nailed it. And then she added it to my private journal so I can see it. And then within that, it will show my macros. So, so cool, right? And then she asked me after that, she said, can I ask your time zone? So I'm not messaging you too late or too early. So I'm telling you, you are literally like you're having a conversation with your friend, your nutritionist friend about how to eat healthier. And also she doesn't like want to be getting in the way of your lifestyle. So I'm kind of in love with this lady. Another thing I did a couple weeks ago or last week, I said, Hey, Ava, can you send me a healthy recipe for a kid friendly, healthy snack? So she sent me fruit nachos. This is the cutest thing. It's sliced apples with chocolate chips on top and then strawberries sliced on top of the apples, coconut shreds on top of the apples and strawberries. And then you could either do chocolate chips on top or you could drizzle chocolate if you wanted to go to the time to melt chocolate and drizzle it over, which is what's in the picture. And then I would also probably add like some chopped nuts just to get a little bit of protein and fat in there. But isn't that so cool? And I'm telling you, this picture is so cute. So if you're using Ava, go ahead and ask her, say, hey, can you send me the recipe for fruit nachos? This is the cutest thing. Like 
Vinny, we made this. Vinny was so excited. He thought it was so cool. He doesn't even know what real nachos are. So this is just what he's going to think nachos are. So I'm kind of impressed. So again, if you want to get started with Ava, you can text shameless to 48799 and all shameless mom Academy listeners get a free account with Ava. So I've been using it to just get my macros from my meals, which is really cool. I'm super, super aware of protein in my diet because I have reactive hypoglycemia. So if I don't get enough protein, things get real ugly real fast. And so that's been super helpful for me. I've asked a bunch of different questions in terms of protein count on different foods and like different sources of protein and different serving sizes for protein at different meals. And Ava has been super, super helpful with all of that and giving me different ideas on how to incorporate these kinds of different kinds of protein throughout the day. So go over to 48799 and text shameless to that number. So text shameless to 48799. And then you can start your own little Ava account. One of my clients the other day was like, I sent her the link and she was like, this is bonkers. And I thought she was mad. And I was like, what's wrong? She goes, no, in a good way. And I was like, oh yeah. She's like, this is so great. She's like, I'm trying to trick it and I can't do it. So very cool. All right. So back to our list of fueling, we're going to go, we have four more items here. So quitting sugar. So give yourself some space to quit something for now, but don't look at it as like, I'm never going to do this again. Don't look at it as like a super long-term thing. Just say like, right now I'm not doing this today. I'm not doing this. It might even be like this morning. I'm not doing this. So it doesn't have to be this really long thing. Cause if you go into a deprivation mindset of like, I'm never going to have sugar again, then that gets really dangerous because chances are going to end up binging on sugar. So just say for right now, I'm not having sugar today, or I'm not having sugar this week, depending on your relationship with sugar, like frame it in a way that's appropriate for you in terms of setting that goal, but really set a goal around, like, I'm just not going to have sugar for right now because of these benefits that I want to get. I want to feel good. I want to feel myself. I want to see how I feel without it. I just want to try it and see. And oftentimes with these habits, there's the mental piece and there's the physical piece. So when you come off of sugar physically, you might have some little withdrawal symptoms. You might have a little headache. You might feel a little foggy. It might take a couple of days for you to feel better. And then you'll feel like way better, way better than when you were on sugar. Similarly, you also have habits and routines around sugar or any sort of habit where these routines, there can feel like there's this big gaping hole when you change them. So when you do quit something, there's the mindset piece. There can be like this mindset withdrawal in addition to, or mental withdrawal in addition to the physical withdrawal. So where you might be noticing like, oh my gosh, like every afternoon I have candy or sugar at three o'clock and now I'm not doing that. Like, what am I going to do? Like, make sure you put something else in that place. So there will be a vacuum when you remove something and you always have to fill that vacuum with something new. So if you used to have, you know, M&Ms every day at three o'clock, make sure that you have something that you like. So maybe it's like apples and peanut butter. Like for me, that's still feels like it's a little bit sweet. It's a little bit salty. Like that feels really good to me still. So I'm not like, Oh, I can only have celery, which would not be rewarding to me at all. So make sure you fill your vacuum with something that is somewhat rewarding to you, but that meets your goals. So something that will fuel you can be super significant. So I know I recently posted a picture on Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, by the way, if you don't at the shameless mom Academy, I'm posting more and more there more so than on Facebook. I'm on Facebook as well, but for some reason, I was like so resistant to a new social media platform and I'm liking Instagram more and more and actually posting there more often than Facebook. Also, I get so sucked into Facebook every time I get on. So it's easier for me to do Instagram and just be really quick about it. So I recently posted this picture on Instagram of a snap. My new snack obsession is apple slices. Okay. And it has to be my new favorite kind of apple, opal apples. So they're yellow apples. They're not green apples. They're yellow apples 
They're so good. So sliced apples. I like my apples cut in sixteenths. That's a lot of slices, but I like them small slices. And then Trader Joe's spicy pecans. Oh, they're so good. They're like spicy and sweet or something. Oh, they're so good. Lots of different things on them. And then a few dark chocolate chips. It is like the best snack. You are not going to be like, oh, I really want a Snickers bar. You're going to be like, no, like this is the best damn thing I've eaten all week. So go check out that snack. If you want to see the picture on Instagram and see exactly what I mean, you can go check out my Instagram account at the Shameless Mom Academy. Next would be quitting alcohol. Okay, again, it doesn't have to be like I'm never going to drink again. But how about just some rules about like right now, like during the holidays or between now and the new year, I'm not going to drink during the week or I'm only going to drink three nights a week. Something I laugh with my clients about is I'm like, let's have designated drinking days. Like it sounds kind of funny. It might sound totally inappropriate to an outsider, but it's actually really helpful if you have designated days where you don't drink, where you're like, oh, I actually, I don't drink on, you know, Monday through Thursday or whatever, whatever the, or maybe I don't drink Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever that you want it to be. But to have it really delineated for you can be super helpful because then it's just like a really black and white cut and dry thing. And I really, really highly encourage that because when you set some really clear boundaries around it. It becomes easier to follow. It also allows you to know when you get to do that thing next. So you're not thinking I'm never going to do it again and really missing it. Instead of that, you're thinking like, well, I'm not doing this today, but I do know that I get to do it again in like one day or three days or whatever. So I know that, you know, I gave up drinking for 12 days in a row about three months ago, maybe longer. I don't remember. But anyways, and in my mind, I was like, God, how did I give up drinking when I was pregnant for nine months? Like 12 days is so long. But what was great about that is I was like, Every day I just felt like I'm not drinking today. I'm just going to see what tomorrow holds, but I'm just not drinking today. And I did this in solidarity with, with a special little group I was running, this 12-day group at the gym. And so every day I just felt like I'm not drinking today and we'll see what tomorrow brings. And then I got to a certain point, like three or four days in, and I was like, I'm actually totally fine and I don't need to drink. And then I got through a weekend without drinking. And I was like, oh my God, I just made it through a weekend. Well, if I made it through a weekend, I'm certainly not going to start back on a Monday. So I ended up, we went for 12 days together. It was great. So I highly recommend that you just put some parameters around it for yourself that make it work for you. Or maybe you're like, I'm not going to drink, you know, I'm only during the week, I'm going to pick two nights during the week and have one drink each night rather than just like coming home and automatically pouring a drink, which might lead to a second drink every single night. Next is going to be number 10 here, quitting crap carbs. So eliminating the carbs that don't fuel you. So that would be chips, crackers, processed stuff. These are like the filler foods that we just in between meals or as a side to meals that we don't really need. And they're often with the things that we eat mindlessly and high in big quantities. So cutting those things out again, finding substitutions, but cutting those things out during this time and just practicing that, you know, the first time you decide, that you're not going to have chips with your lunch, it might be like a really big freaking deal, but just try it and see like, how does that feel? Does it work? Okay. Put something else there instead of the chips. Don't leave a big open spot on your plate where the chips used to be, where we're just mourning the chips, put something there so that you have something else in that place. Maybe it's baby carrots and a dip of hummus, or maybe it's baby carrots and peanut butter, which by the way is delicious together. So putting something in that place. Number 11, we drink of the water. Make sure you're getting half of your body weight in ounces every day. So if you weigh 200 pounds, you are drinking 100 ounces of water. And people always ask me what counts as water. Water counts as water. So drink the water. If you're someone who hates water and you really struggle, if you want to count tea or bubble water from like a soda stream or like LaCroix, which is unsweetened seltzer water, or bubble water, those can also count as like water type beverages, but I still recommend getting in as much just plain water as possible because that is really what your body needs 
and craves, even if you don't feel like craving it, your body really needs it. And then number 12 here would be planning everything. So have a meal plan every week. It can be super simple. It can be on scratch paper, or you can print out just a little easy, basic calendar. And then from there, fill it out and just make a little, make a list of what your, especially just your dinners are going to be. And then you make your grocery list based on what your meals, what those dinners are going to be. And then when you go shopping, you actually have a plan. And then when you get home from shopping, you can actually prep some things in advance. Maybe you can chop vegetables or pre-make some of your grains or pre-make some of your meats so that you have things done. Maybe you can portion things out for the week in certain ways so that you're not having to do that in the evening or that you're not having to make lunches every day. Sometimes you can pre-do multiple things at once and that can save you time and then when you actually go to eat, it's super easy. And what I notice in the evening, if you have dinner as done as possible before dinner time, you eat less while you're making dinner. Does anyone else eat the whole time they're making dinner? I have this problem with cheese where I just want to like cut slices from a block of cheese the whole time I'm making dinner. And I can eat like a half a block of cheese while I'm making dinner. That's a lot of calories. And if I have wine out at the same time, oh my God, I could have like three meals worth of calories in wine and cheese before I sit down and eat my full meal of dinner. So planning helps a lot to not have that extra time in the kitchen at night to just be mindlessly eating while you're preparing food and standing there starving and tired and, and stressed out from your day. So make sure that you're planning as much as possible. That will really, really save you. All right. So those are my tips. Woo. That was a mouthful. I turned up the heat in my office before I started recording this and I'm like sweating now. So lots of good tips. You might want to go back and listen to this episode again and write down some notes and make some goals specific to this episode. If you would like the notes from this episode, because in the show notes we'll have links, but I'm not going to have everything totally spelled out. I will put a brief list of this summarized on the show notes at shamelessmom.com. If you want my full notes that I actually give to my gym members, that's it'll be in more detail than the show notes. And then you could like print them out and put them on your fridge or scribble on them and make notes of your own. Email me at info at shamelessmom.com and I will send over my full notes from today's episode because this is something I actually have written out where like you could see all those breakfast ideas that I mentioned and you can see that hunger continuum and all the words on there that I use to describe the different places. So the different uh, numbers between one and five. So if you want that, just email me at info at shamelessmom.com and I will get that over to you. Okay, last thing I need a favor. Please go write me a review. My reviews are my ratings. And I want my ratings as high as possible in iTunes because I'm kind of competitive and my show has been a new and noteworthy for quite some time now. And I want it to stay there. And so, and it's there because you all keep downloading it and you all have been writing me reviews up until this point, but our reviews are starting to slow down a little bit because we have so many longtime listeners who have already reviewed the show. So if you're a new listener or an old listener who just has not written a review yet, I love you all, but I'm totally going to play favorites to the people who wrote me a review. So please go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash review and just write like a sentence or two about what you love about the show. It's really helpful information for me as feedback, but it also helps my ratings in iTunes and it helps the show continue to get good exposure. And it allows me to continue building this platform, which allows me to continue to grow as a podcast and be able to offer you bigger and better things down the road. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the love and support. It means so much to me. Have a fantastic day. And no matter what you do today, and no matter what you eat today, do it shamelessly. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. 
I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us 